the strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm going with the force of forces with me. Welcome back, everybody, to the KyberCast. My name is Joe Becker, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Michael Diaz. Michael, how's it going today? It's going very well. How are you doing today, Joe? I'm super excited. Um, we get to talk about my favorite topic of Star Wars. This podcast, we're going we're gonna to break down five rumors that we've researched a bit and talked about. Um, we're going to talk about that throughout this episode. Mike's going to give his great takes, and I'll try and give mine. Did you just call and, me Mike? Uh, I did. I screwed up. I called you. <laughs> it's fine. For those listening, uh, quick aside, I am never Mike. I'm always Michael, and I tease people that know me that call me Mike, but it's really not that big a deal. But I had to I had to give you some guff right there, Joe. Uh, a guff taken. I, I haven't done that before, actually. That's what's strange. I don't remember ever doing that before. Maybe early on, but not in the last year or so. It's, it's fine. It's really not a big deal. I just it, it, when, I, when it happens... It, it makes me laugh. It's funny. I do have to say one thing too, that I'm excited that we are now on all the podcast channels that you can almost be on. There's a few that I think that we didn't sign up for, but very excited now that we can be found on iTunes and pocket casts and Stitcher, Spotify, Google, we're in good shape. So hopefully uh, people find us and very, very happy to be out there. Same. I mean, the whole point of a podcast is to hopefully get people to listen. So spread the word, spread it wide, and spread it far. Exactly. We're not pros, but we sure like to have fun on this show. Let's get going now with uh, rumor number one. This came out about a week or so ago when the uh, Sith Trooper action figure came out. That's going to be revealed at Comic-Con this year in San Diego. So my question is to you, Michael, does that mean that the Sith are back or is this a relic? What do you think? Well, it can't be a relic. I mean, I know it's no longer canon in that in the now the Legends time period or in the Legends, you know, the previous books that were canon that are no longer canon, there were Sith Troopers there. They didn't look like this, but there were Sith Troopers before. So the name's been used before. They're, they're obviously something new just based on their, their uniforms. They're obviously some kind of derivation of the Clone Trooper to the Storm Trooper to the... First Order Stormtrooper. Now we have the Sith Trooper. It's, it's a natural evolution in the in how the the uniform has changed, how the armor has changed. It's a little bit more angular. They look a little more aggressive, obviously, because they're all red. So I, I don't know what to expect from these guys because it seemed that Ryan Johnson was really trying trying in the last film to get rid of the old ways with getting rid of the Sith, get rid of the Jedi. It doesn't mean that the Force is gone. But we're getting rid of the old ways, Sith and Jedi. So the fact that these are called Sith Troopers, I, I don't know. I mean, it really kind of gives the impression that the Sith are back, doesn't it? Well, I think this since it's a new design. Now, if it was a Stormtrooper, like the Stormtrooper from the, the, the original three, and one of those were painted red, then we can say, well, that could just be some kind of costume that's found in the crypt of 
the emperor at the Death Star, right? But it's not that. This is a, a new design that's clearly of the First Order with a little bit of clone trooper thrown in, I think. It's kind of that mix of prequel and sequel. Um, so and with if you look at the belt of it, it almost looks like the original Stormtrooper around the belt. Yep, yep. Uh, with the belt, yep. Yeah. So the fact that it's a new design tells me that some form of Sith is out there. Now, as you said, Ryan Johnson looked like he was trying to get rid of it. But again, that's that's act two, right? Maybe there is a bigger plan all along, or at least a larger outline that we don't think happened. But maybe it was Ryan Johnson's job to make to make us think that, right? To make us think like, oh, they just want to get rid of all this stuff. Maybe in the background, as Palpatine allegedly looks like he's coming forward, that the Sith actually are there, and that it's just Kylo Ren who wants to to kind of take over everything and not worry about Jedi or Sith, you know, but it doesn't mean that Ryan Johnson himself or that the storytelling group wanted to get rid of the Sith and the Jedi. Right. 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 I can totally see where you're coming from on that. But, but then also the question has to be asked and I know we're talking about the Sith troopers, but I think the question has to be asked. Ryan Johnson obviously went, in a different direction than a lot of people were expecting with the last movie. I'm not going to get into the whole, did you like the, did you like it? Did you not like it? That's not what the point of this episode is. But he did take a left turn where people were probably expecting something more straight down the middle. So there is some question as to how much JJ is following the left turn that Ryan Johnson took and how much of it is going to be quote unquote course correction. So, I don't, I, I'll say this, the Sith Troopers look really cool. I mean, I'm one of those fans that likes all the different variations on the Stormtroopers and has to have the action figure for every variation there is. So, cool, the inner, you know, 12-year-old geek in me is super excited. But, I don't know what it means for the movie at all. I really don't. Well, first of all, it's going to sell a lot of merchandise, so that's always a good reason to have a different Stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, of course there's that. I mean, let's, let's not forget that, you know, half maybe three quarters of the reason Star Wars exists is to push merchandise. I mean, but think how cool it would be to see a Sith trooper walking through Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, right? Oh my gosh, that'd be fantastic. It's, it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. It could be a Sith trooper because these are people sent to explore Sith artifacts for Kylo Ren. Doesn't have to be from the Order. Could just be he named them because they have a special mission to go find all these artifacts that maybe are out there to help him piece together what the dark side means. Maybe they go to reaches of the outer rim and bring things back. Maybe they're more archaeological than guards. I don't know. I, that's just off the top of my head. It could be, but I think I think the line more comes along the lines. I mean, before the uh, before the emperor took control and when they still had the senate and whatnot, the the guards were these you know. Very Roman-esque-looking blue guards for you know the Chancellor or whatever it was called, whoever led the entire galaxy. Then you saw with the Emperor the Royal Guard wearing those red outfits. But then we moved to this evolution, and when we have the Praetorian guards inside the throne room with uh, with uh, oh come on, brain fart here. Smoke? With Snoke? Thank you, with Snoke. Thank you. You have the Praetorian Guard. So the red 
in Star Wars, the red indicates some kind of elite force or guard. So I think that's going to, even though we don't know, I mean, we're, it's all conjecture here, and we don't really know what's going on, I think that line is going to follow through. That this is some kind of elite force. Now, doesn't mean that you're wrong, that they couldn't be looking for some kind of Sith artifacts and have some kind of archaeological nature, but I think the line through is going to be, these are some kind of elite trooper in the same vein of the Praetorian Guard and the same vein as the um, Royal Guard that we saw in the original trilogy. Yeah, that's a good thought. I I do believe it marks the existence of Sith. Whether they oh end, definitely definitely whether definitely. they end yeah whether they end there or not that's gonna be something we talk about later on in the show with another rumor, um, but I do think that we're going to see some form of Sith and Jedi in this film. I, I agree, and we're going to see some. I mean, well, I don't want to go too far, but well, maybe we should talk about what's the, the next rumor uh, if. If I think the next one we're going to talk about is whether or not Obi-Wan returns as well as possibly Darth in some way, shape, or form. So if we're going to see Darth, if we see uh, Palpatine, if he comes back in some way, shape, or form, yeah, then obviously that's the Sith right there. They are Sith. So the Sith are going to be in this movie. Um, and whether or not um, Ray is actually a Jedi or whatever she is, or if she's a Skywalker, if that's possibly what they might be calling themselves now. Who knows? But if we see Palpatine at all, if we see Darth Vader at all, yes, Sith are involved. Is Kylo Ren a Sith? Can't say at this point. You know, especially with where Ryan Johnson went with his left turn trying to get rid of the Sith Jedi. Maybe JJ has changed course. Maybe Kylo is going to be a Sith. Maybe he's something completely different, but Simple fact of the matter, Darth, Palpatine, if we see either of them, then yes, Sith are in this film. I think I agree with you. I, let's see. Let, so like you said, you, you've alluded to our rumor number two, and it's it's one that's a favorite of mine um, because my favorite character is part of this rumor, and that is Obi-Wan returning and maybe Darth Vader returning for, uh, for some kind of vision or something. Um, I, think, I think yes to both, and, and I'll tell you why. The first movie started with Obi-Wan, right? And I'm hearing that they're trying to tie all the ends together. They're trying to bring all the pieces together. Uh, yeah. And I'm thinking... So bookended. Yeah. And I'm bookended. Think, I see where you're going. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, how can you not have Obi-Wan, who is in the first six films, his voice is in Force Awakens, that's been actually recorded by Ewan McGregor when he says, your first steps. He came in to record that. I think that J.J. had ideas of bringing Obi-Wan back in some way, shape, or form. We've seen now how he comes back. Is he going to be an animated um, vision? Is it just voice? I don't know. I, I, I hope Obi-Wan comes back because I think he's what, he, he is one of my favorite characters. And I say that because of the prequels. I say it because Ewan McGregor really pulled me in as Obi-Wan. And make me actually like Alec Guinness's portrayal better, if that makes sense for me. I can see that. I can see that. What are your thoughts on Obi Wan? Do you think he'll come back? I don't think he's going to come back, and here's why: because I think it creates a continuity error or problem for Star Wars that gives fans 
a reason to argue, and here's what it is. In the original trilogy, Obi-Wan is obviously Sir Alec Guinness. And every time he appears as a Force ghost, he's the old man. So if you bring back Ewan McGregor to be a Force ghost, Force ghost, it changes things. People are going to be right away like, what's going on? Why isn't he the older Obi-Wan? Maybe they'll explain it, maybe they won't, if he comes back. So, but now, now that I've said that, being the Star Wars geek that I am, since they've retouched, re-edited, retweaked, whatever, the original trilogy so many times, now at the end of Jedi, when it shows the Force ghosts of Obi-Wan, of Yoda, and of Anakin, originally it was Anakin the Old Man that we originally saw when the movie came out in 1983, but in the current versions that you buy on Blu-ray, it is young Anakin as the Force ghost, because supposedly, you know, that's before... He took, it was before he took his turn to the dark side, so that's why he came back as a forest ghost, as a young man. Right? Well, let's look at it this way, too. Why couldn't they shoot Ewan McGregor as a forest ghost, CG age him up, and blend him slightly with what Alec Guinness looked like? It's, it's, it's a projection. It can look... It, I can see them doing that, and I have no problem with that. However, I mean, those things have been kept under wraps. I think something like that would have leaked by now just because there's already been so much press about the fact that um, Carrie Fisher is coming back as Princess Leia with existing footage that was cut from the first movie and some, you know, CGI obviously to help, you know, make smooth that over. So I thought, I think if they were doing that with Obi-Wan, we would have heard about that by now. Doesn't mean doesn't mean that's the case. I mean, it doesn't come out till December, so they could be doing a lot of work in post. Who knows? So it still could come out yet. But my gut is that no, that's not going to happen. Now, give me five months, and perhaps I'm way wrong on that. But that's just that's what my gut is telling me. So I, I could be way wrong. I think you know they're probably better at hiding things than we think they are. I think they throw red herrings out there for us to chase. I think you know this would be a good one. Um, it's a rumor for a reason. I didn't make it up. It's out on the interwebs. I found it. You found it. So, but that brings to the thing. Why would you bring Darth Vader back? Because if it's Darth Vader, right, it's not Anakin. So what does that mean? Is it recorded material that maybe is found um, by Kylo? If Darth Vader comes back, is it is it Anakin? If it's Anakin, it's not Darth Vader, right? Those are two separate, allegedly, you know, different entities right because as if anakin came back and was still young at the end of return of the jedi that was anakin which means darth vader was different right so yeah it could it could very well be that darth vader comes back i i personally think it's more likely that darth vader will come back in some way as opposed to obi-wan i'm not against obi-wan coming back but we've already seen that kylo is obsessed with his grandfather. I mean, somehow he got a hold of the burnt and ash-covered Darth Vader helmet that was left on, I'm assuming, was burnt and probably left on Endor decades ago. Obviously, he got it from somewhere. Looks like we're going back there. Right, right, right. So, of the two, of the two, I would definitely say that 
it'd be more likely that Darth Vader came back in a vision or maybe in a holocron or something like that. Maybe he left something. I mean, we all know that, like I said, Kylo is very interested in and probably obsessed with his fa- with his grandfather. So there's been rumors before that Kylo wants to go back to Mustafar or there's been they've tried to get him back to Mustafar to the castle that quote-unquote castle that Vader lived in that we saw briefly in Rogue One. So, you know, they've shown some pictures we've seen of what's out there. There is supposedly a lava planet. Maybe it's Mustafar, maybe it's not. Maybe Kylo has found uh, Vader's castle. I don't know. Obviously, no one knows for sure unless you've actually worked on the film. But of the two, I think it's much more likely that we see Darth Vader either on Mustafar in his castle or some flashback or something that... Kylo has dug up. That's that's what my gut's telling me. Here's, what do you think? Yeah, I, here's how I think it come, could come back. If Emperor Palpatine is pulling the strings, right? If Snoke can make two people come together through the Force and bind them, which is Rey and Kylo, and made those things happen as Force connection, why couldn't Palpatine send visions of Darth Vader to him that don't that never existed? Right, almost like not brainwashing, but in a sense, giving him those dark visions of how strong Vader was. Right, like all the good things, all the things that he thought Vader was going to be until he basically was cut apart by Obi Wan, which actually weakened Vader because less human parts. You know, before the last movie, I would have told you I don't think that is a possibility because up until the Last Jedi. We've seen force ghosts, but they, they kind of walk around the environment, but they really don't interact with the environment. That's not true. That's not true. Well, isn't that true? Oh, no. Obi-Wan actually interacted with the environment in Return of the Jedi. He sat down on a log next to him. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. I'll, I'll give you that. He sits down on a log. But what I mean is, um, in The Last Jedi, Yoda actually brought down force lightning and destroyed the tree, the Jedi tree, whatever it was called, right. and burn it up. Right. We had not seen a Force ghost up until that point have such a direct effect on their environment like that. So what you've just said, having Palpatine somehow from the grave as a Force ghost um, project things into Kylo's head, before the last movie, I said no. We haven't seen that. There's no evidence for anything like that happening. But now that they've kind of bent or broken or changed the rules with Yoda destroying stuff with the Force Lightning as a Force Ghost, it's very possible. So I, I can't throw that out. I'll do you one better. Luke Skywalker just projected himself to a ton of people and they all bought it. Yes, but he was alive. He was alive, but he still projected. We don't know if Palpatine's dead. He could have jumped in. You know, we don't know that, right? That's that's true. That's true. If they bring Palpatine back in some way, then yeah, I could see that very much happening where he's projecting into Kylo. It's, it's definitely possible because Luke has proved it. I'm just saying, <laughs> as a Force ghost, uh, they're giving him too much power, at least with Yoda, like I said, in the Force Lightning. That was, that was too much for me, but I'm not going to get into that. It's just we hadn't seen that before, and it, it kind of jived wrong with me. Well, We'll see how that plays out. There could be a whole rise of the Skywalker, which we talked about in a previous episode. So go check it out. It's on Apple Podcasts. Plug, plug, plug. Oh, yeah. 
So I think that's a good leeway, though. We're talking about Kylo into rumor number three. Will Kylo be redeemed? So for me, I'm not going to say what I want. I'm going to say what I think is going to happen. I believe he will be redeemed in some way, shape, or form. I think it's it's a Star Wars thing. Um, I think that there will be some kind of redemption. Whether he lives through it or not, I don't know. But I do think it's about bringing him back so that we can somehow like the person that took Han Solo away from us. <laughs> so, Because I can never like him for, for taking Han Solo away from us. But I do think he's going to be redeemed. I think that's going to be somehow wrapped up with the beginning of the series of, of episode one. I don't know how, I don't know why, but I do think that's where they're going to head. What's your thoughts? My answer is pretty simple. Yes, I do think he'll be redeemed. Just yes. How? Obviously, I don't know. But I, I think that's where we're going. I mean, he is so obsessed with his grandfather, Darth Vader. It makes sense that he follows the same exact path. Uh, he, he goes to the dark side, and then finally he is saved by love of some sort, whether it be um, romantic love between him and Ray, or if it's a sibling if that turns out to be a rumor to tr that's true, that there are siblings or whatnot, somehow love is going to win the way and he's going to be redeemed. Similar to how Luke, you know, the love of a, of a, of a boy or a man for his father and vice versa, that there's no such thing as too late. That's why they invented death. So will Kylo be redeemed? Yes, I believe he will. It's just... Star Wars is ultimately about hope. I mean, it says it all in the very first film, A New Hope. So it's all about hope. Kyle's going to be redeemed. That's that's my two cents that I've spent a buck fifty saying. No, that's good. <laughs> I, I think everybody's there. It's not one to really go in depth for. I, I think for interesting story writing, he wouldn't be. Maybe somebody should always be bad. I don't. I don't know. But you're right. I think from it's hard to argue that this whole saga is about hope and. If Warren Johnson was doing this movie, I don't necessarily think that he would be redeemed. I think he would like to surprise us in some way, shape, or form. I think J.J. Abrams, as a writer and as um, a, crea a creator, I think he's going to run one more down the line. I think they're getting some twists and turns and surprises. This is the last film. He can, has a little bit more leeway to have fun with it. But I think ultimately, he's going to give us He's, he's going to do a little bit of the fanboy. Um, he's going to play the fanboys on this one a bit. Is what I, I think, think so. I think it'll be interesting as we as we keep talking about Kylo, who to me is one of the most interesting characters of the sequels. I mean, he's, he's really good character to watch. He's clearly torn. I do think that um, in tying in another rumor that's out there of him living in Mustafar, maybe at the castle, really trying to figure out who Vader was, maybe... These things in his head drive him there. If if they are in their head, this is pure conjecture. I've read nothing in my part of, you know, uh, how he's influenced by Palpatine or anything. But um, what do you think about that? Do you think he's going to be in, in at Mustafar and, and a callback to that castle? Otherwise, why would they have the castle shown to us in Rogue One? I, I think a lot of things are done for a reason. Like that's a weird story to show and never come back to again. So I think it'd be cool if they went back there. 
Oh, right. And that ties into what, you know the second rumor we talked about, whether or not Obi-Wan and Darth Vader are coming back. I think I think if Darth Vader comes back, as I said, yeah, it's going to happen on Mustafar. It's going to be because... It's going to be because Kylo, you know, is so obsessed with Vader. He wants... He wants to be Vader in many ways, and maybe maybe they're going to tie that into why he brings his mask back, because Ryan Johnson made such a big deal of the fact that it's time to get rid of the mask and, you know, show everyone your face and be who you are. But now we're bringing the mask back, so is this to extend his homage to Vader? Who knows? But I can definitely see him on Mustafar living in the castle that was Vader's, because he wants to be Vader ultimately is what it comes down to. And he's never going to be even Vader never became Vader. Well, I don't know. Vader was pretty badass in the comics. It's, and yeah, he was cool. I mean, the best Vader ever we saw was in rogue one. Let's just put that out there for right sure. There. And you're right. At comics, you know, it's something I, I read, you read. Um, I don't know if a lot of listeners read them, but definitely was a badass there. Well, he's, I mean, supposedly the comics are canon now, and he's been very badass in the comics. But like I said, as far as cinematically, the best Vader we've seen was Rogue One. And he is badass, and he's scary, and he's intimidating. So Kylo is threatening. He, he, I don't know. Kylo can never be as cool as Vader, is my, in my opinion. Probably not. Do you think, though, as we get into rumor number four, with all these things returning, right, do you think it will end with the Sith and the Jedi destroyed, changed, or remain who they are, Sith and Jedi? For this movie, I'm going to say that they're going to be replaced with a different status quo. I don't. I think there's a lot of truth to the rumor that the idea of Sith and Jedi will go away, and that yes new force people that are force sensitive will now be called skywalkers and maybe they're going to be more of a a gray area where a skywalker is just someone that is force sensitive and it's not as black and white as to whether or not you use your force for good or bad maybe it's just you use the force and we recognize that some people are going to use it for evil and some people are going to use it for good we don't have to have these institutions for them so for this movie, I say yes. Both Sith and, Je- and the Jedi are going to be gone. Do I think they're gone forever? No. So what's interesting to me about all this is there's the Force, which is this entity or something that binds and does all the things that Yoda says. And the Jedi is a, we've been told now, is a religion, right? It started off as religion in Star Wars. We say this that old religion has died, blah, 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 blah. The Sith is another version of that religion that focuses on a different angle of the Force, right? So we can say, for lack of better terms, Christian Satanist, right? Or whatever good religion you put in there. I'm not going to say that's better than any other one. I can buy that. I mean, it works. There's a lot of symbology to both. I mean, come on, let's look at Darth Maul. The guy looks like a demon on purpose. So these are two religions that this, I think that some people may have may convolute the idea that if the Sith and Jedi go away, there's no force, right? Like that's the only version. So is this a schism in the quote church is a Skywalker, like a Lutheran, right? Or, you know, another, a, a break where it's a person and it becomes that. And that's the, that's the religion. I personally hope it does not. 
like from my own point of view, it's I, I like the simplicity of Sith and Jedi, both four letter words, both very black or white, very opposite, right? And I actually think that the terms will be reborn and used again. I think that if you go back to the last Jedi where Snoke says darkness rises and the light to meet it. It's they're they're always going to be around. You can't have one without the other. Something's going to be dark and something's going to be light. Now, how one handles that, I don't know. It, it, maybe there's a way to do it where you you ride the line in a gray Jedi, as they said. But to lose that terminology, I think would be strange. I think it may be called a Jedi. You may be a Jedi as told by a Skywalker. You know what I mean? Like book two, New Testament of the Jedi or the Jedi going forward since they have all these books, right? They have the history of the Jedi. The future of the Jedi is like book, the next book as told by Skywalker as like a, like a, uh, uh, an apostle, so to speak. Well, I mean, to take your analogy and extend it, maybe the Jedi are actually uh, the Jews and the Skywalkers will be the Christians. Same book, but next evolution of that belief system, or next, maybe not evolution is not the right word, because that... Um, progression, well, as it were. Progression, thank you. Not necessarily evolution, but the next progression of that belief system. So yeah, maybe it's from Jedi to Skywalker. Like from... And then what else? I mean, what do you mean? Like I said, you know, the Jews believe one thing, and then the Christians came along and said, hey, well, we believe that the Messiah has shown up, and now we're Christians. And obviously, there were still Jews today, so there's still adherence to that belief system. Maybe we'll see uh, some of that as well. Yeah, it could be interesting. Could be interesting. I, I don't think they'll die completely. I think it's going to be said in a different way, but I, I do believe that there will be a good and a bad at the end of it. Well, and also, I, I do, I mean... There would probably be a good and a bad, but and why I say this film won't be the end of it is because there are more stories to be told, and I don't care how far future we go in the Star Wars universe, someone at some point is going to write a story about a dark Jedi or a dark Skywalker or someone that is influenced or you know into or somehow attracted to the dark side of the Force that they're going to find out about the Sith, and they're going to be like, yes, that's what I want to do. And they'll try to bring the Sith back. That's, the Sith, if they're gone at the end of this film, they're not gone forever. Nothing is ever Nothing, gone Nobody's forever. ever really gone. Exactly. Now, that said, I do think it does open up a lot more for the idea of Grey Jedi, as they've said it before. I mean, we've already seen Ahsoka, mm-hmm. who we know was obviously a... Um, she was a Jedi, was working to become a Jedi. She was a Padawan. And then obviously, during the course of the Clone Wars and whatnot, and Anakin going dark, she went off and became a great Jedi. She still uses the Force, but she's not a Jedi anymore. And likewise, we had Dark, dark Maul, who was established in Solo, is still alive. And he's obviously not a Sith anymore. But he uses the dark side. So they're both great Jedi, but she obviously leans more to the light and he leans more to the dark. Yeah, I agree. I, I think you're spot on. It'll be interesting to see where that goes. I want to move on to a rumor that has nothing to do with story, but I, I put it in here for a reason because I think 
this kind of machine happens when, when movies are made and people chalk it up to problems. And I'm talking about, they started uh, per Daisy Ridley. They started, you know, uh, doing some reshoots. Now, People get all crazy about this idea because obviously Rogue One had its issues and they did a lot of reshooting and, and recrafted some things. There were some problems with Solo, but that was more from a director point of view. They only reshot because they have a new director and they changed things. Um, but it doesn't mean it's bad. I would say from what I understand about movie making and, and working even on some things that I've done in my own marketing career, you reshoot things all the time. It, it doesn't. You may have missed something. Could be a pickup shot. Could be something to, they need wanted to cut to to extend a story. Um, that doesn't mean that something's wrong. But what, what's your take on that? I feel like there's going to be some kind of rumor that's going to try and take the movie down because people like to do those kind of things. They put things on pedestals. They bring it down. So they're think that might be one of the better movies. Now we got to we got to tear it apart. It seems to be our society and what social media does, which is a larger story, but. I don't think there's a problem with reshoots. It's just like you said. Um, I'm going to say right off the bat, I don't have a problem with reshoots. Um, every every major blockbuster has reshoots. It, it's unavoidable and it's going to happen for the reasons that you've already underlined. So the fact that they're doing reshoots, reshoots, no objection there. It doesn't even concern me in the least. Now, had they said or had the news been, they're doing massive reshoots, reshoots, then yeah, I might be a little bit concerned. But the fact that they're going and reshooting a few things, this is the last Star Wars movie in the saga series. This is the end of the Skywalker saga. They want to make sure they get it right. So I have no problem with them doing some fine-tuning. And like you said, Rogue One went through some pretty substantial reshoots. Well... That seemed to turn out just perfect because that is one of my favorite Star Wars movies of all time. So, if they need to do the level of reshoots that they did on Rogue One to get it right, take your time and do it. I have no problem. I totally with it agree. It, it, they need to get this right. They have the time to do it. The technology is out there to do it quicker, to shoot on set, to see dailies on set, to even edit on set, which I've heard many times about this movie that JJ was actually editing on set to make sure that they had what they needed to make sure that it followed the story that they wanted to do and to give the opportunity to improvise for actors to bring their characters to life in a, in a way that maybe not be on script. It needs to be done right. And they need to, and if they have to go back and reshoot, we sure as heck know that Disney has the money to go and reshoot. Do you think Lucas didn't want to go and do reshoots after he shot his film? My God, there's a ton of that's that's why they've been digitally enhanced because he, there's things that he wanted to do better that weren't done the way he wanted to the first time. So I don't think there's a problem. Right, Lucas was doing reshoots well after he released the films. I mean, <laughs> until he sold the Star Wars franchise, dude was still doing reshoots. And I remember a quote from him that he once said, "Art is never completed." It's abandoned. Now, I may have mucked it up, and I'm paraphrasing there, but that's the thing. When you do a film, you put out what you can, and maybe you can tweak it later, but, yeah, he was still doing reshoots well after the films came out, so, yeah. I, I think it's fine. I Just keep an eye on it. You watch watch how the media, I don't say the media as an entity, but, I mean, people are going to try and rag on this thing for being reshot. They're going to try and pull it down. They're going to try and make people feel negative. 
And that's not what we're about here on this podcast either. I want people to know that, you know, I approach the Star Wars stuff personally from a positive point of view. It takes a lot of people to make these movies. It takes a lot of effort. And I truly, truly believe that the people that do this work care about what they're doing and they want to give you the best product. Are they going to make everybody happy? Nope. No way. Because everybody's got the movie in their head already. And if it doesn't meet what's in my head, somehow it's wrong. And I think it's just not not the way to enjoy it. It's, it is what it's going to be. Enjoy it. And we're going to get a lot more, I think, more than we think we're going to get. I just hope the roller coaster is a great ride. Oh, yeah, I do too. But, you know, I'm also going to admit I'm a fan. I want him to stick the landing. And it's so hard to do. So, fingers crossed that J.J. Abrams does stick the landing. Mm, that's about it. I'm crossing my fingers. Well, and I'm we'll find out in December. There you go. There's our rumors that we talked about today. We hope you enjoyed that. Now, as we were making this podcast, there was uh, some great news that was uh, put out on the, over the interwebs. Michael, I'll, I'll let you introduce it because I think this is something that you're you're very fond of. Well, let's face it. Out of the MCU films, um, two of the weaker entries, I think most people would agree, would, agree, would be Thor and then probably Thor Dark World being the well, probably at the lower end of the MCU, but I think we can also agree that Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok, is one of the better of the MCU films. So that said, today it was officially announced that Thor 4, Thor 4, Even Go, and Taika Waititi, Taika Waititi, I keep messing up the name, is back to write and direct. And I personally... Could not be happier. I'm super excited. I think he's done a great job with Ragnarok. He's brought some humor to Thor. I hope he doesn't get... like He brought it to the edge of... If he goes one step further than he did in Ragnarok, then it's going to turn to camp and I won't like it. I think he had it right on the edge. I hope he walks that edge again. I hope he doesn't go over it. I'm also looking forward of his direct sti- directorial style for The Mandalorian. So we'll tie it back to Star Wars since we talked about that. I think he's super talented. Um, does has done a, some great things, and I, I hope he has a great story. That's that's number one. If the story's great, and I just I don't want it to turn to camp. That's all I worry about. I don't want camp either. And you're right. He did ride a fine line. Maybe some people thought it was a bit too funny. Maybe a bit too much into the camp side for, side for them. Me personally, once I heard the news today, I threw Thor Ragnarok on, and I laughed again, and I just enjoyed it. And it's just. Such a good movie, and the performances are all spot on. So I'm happy. Um, that's that's the best news I've heard, the geek news I've heard yet this week. I agree. And with that, Michael, I thank you again for another podcast. And thank you as well. It's always it's always a pleasure, Joe. Thank you. And for those listening out there, again, we can be found on all podcast networks from Apple to Google to Spotify. Just search the Kybercast. Please subscribe. Hey, leave a review if you can. Hopefully it's a good review. And if not, we'll we'll do better as much as we can the more times that we get to do this. And I look forward to the next one, which will be episode 10, our 10th episode. And I'm looking forward to something hopefully a little bit special. Yeah, 10, 10 episodes. That's not a lot now, but in my head, it's a lot. So thank you all again for listening and uh, we'll see you soon. Shh.